Good. Oh, good. I'm live. I'm live for last call. Today we've got the Dwight Eisenhower strike group moving closer to Israel. Uh, Elon Musk and Tucker Carlson say that World War III is imminent. We've got a super fog that's killed eight people so far. Drone attacks in Syria, a little bit of sports news, some meetup stuff. And uh, yeah, we've got all this and more on today's last call of the day. Let's go. The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Guns up, giddy up, welcome to Failure to Stop. This is the last call episode, five shows a week right here on the Failure to Stop podcast channel, starting every Monday with Uncuffed, uh, social society and culture news. And then we've got Tuesdays with Jay Rama and John, a little true crime action. And then, of course, Wednesday, political news. Thursday, we've got Com Center. And Friday, we've got Case Breakdowns. Uh, but today, it's all about political news. It's all about what's going on. And joining me from the C-Minus Network, uh, got a couple of people in here today. Oh, we've got uh, Tyler from Anti-Hero Podcast. God, Tyler, don't look like such an asshole. Jesus. Did you just wake up or something? Hang on. Let me unmute your mic. Did you just wake up? Yeah. No. Oh, well, kind of, yeah. You look like... That's why I wear sunglasses all the time, because I just have droopy, groggy eyes. Just, just, bat, just bags under your eyes? Jonathan, how are you today, sir? Oh, terrible as always. How are you guys? Oh, good. Hey, you know, it's always a good day when I wake up and John hasn't killed himself. It's always a surprise, <laughs> too, isn't it? No it's like more, one of those things no where like more surprised than me after a night all night long awake listening to my revolver and my nightstand screaming at me about what a coward I am that I've even managed to wake up in the morning. So trust me, no one's more no one is more put off by this than me either. <laughs> Oh, it's so good to have you guys here, man. Uh, we got a lot of things going on in the news. Are you guys ready for World War Three? Is this something you guys are ready for mentally? I've been, I've been ready for that for the last 10 years of my life. So I'm Do just you... too sad that I'm I'm too old to be drafted. So I'll have to fucking sign up <laughs> like a chump. Do you feel like I know that like in the conspiracy world realm that, you know, we talk about like um, that we're all like in a simulation and we kind of like create our own like sims like our own sim city in our minds like do you ever feel like you've created this like was this something you fantasized as a child of kind of like that whole wolverines experience where the chinese invade us and then you get to live out like does anybody else or is it just me that feels like we're, we're starting to live this i felt feels inevitable I yeah tyler i i don't get the whole uh we all create the sim like the mate you talk about like, like almost like the movie the matrix where like yeah like what i'm own. saying is like when you were a kid did you kind of see yourself in a world war three situation when yeah. you were older like fighting the chinese Bro, or the I, Russians? Sa I saved all my cds from like high school because i was like when it happens i'm gonna be the guy with music Right. When we find a way to plug in a CD player and everybody hasn't heard music in like four months because we've been fighting <laughs> World War Three and I'll be the DJ. I have all these. This all planned out. <laughs> what CDs do you have? Like what? Like for the World War Three, for the ending days, what CDs did you choose? 
probably going to stop at new metal because I started buying digitally. So, but I kept. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. But listen to a nice Linkin Park album on yeah. TV. <laughs> or Bro, do biscuit. you remember when Linkin Park came out? I was a freshman in high school and I thought that that was, that was like what changed my life musically. Well, that and Janie's got a gun from Aerosmith, but that was in elementary school when I heard that. But like the second biggest impact, like musically, my life's ever gone through was that Linkin Park album, that first one. I was just like, what is this? Yeah. And by the way, I did see Limp Bizkit <clears throat> live before, back in the 90s. Saw him live. Before Fred Durst killed himself. Fred Durst didn't kill himself, John. I know. He's like the only one who has it. Every single band that I like has like somebody in it who's dead, like uh, Chester Bennington, first of all. Yeah. But uh, Chris Jesus. Chris Cornell killed himself. Scott Weiland from uh, uh, STP killed himself. I don't have any music left to listen to because there's yeah. nobody left alive. Four, you know, four of the five major grunge bands, all the singers are dead. Well, so yeah. Kurt, only, Kurt Cobain, obviously, yeah. The only one left is uh, Pearl Jam singer, whatever his name is. Do you think Kurt Cobain would be? Do you think Nirvana would be as big as it is today if Kurt Cobain was still alive? Well, that's a that's a question that's actually addressed in my script for a, a screenplay that I've written, where someone tries <laughs> to travel back in time to prevent the formation of the Foo Fighters by stopping Kurt Cobain from killing himself. So, hopefully, we find out in a major motion picture. I got 20th Century Studios kind of interested, so we'll see. <laughs> do you come up with this shit on the fly? <laughs> I have written a screenplay. That is the joke. When I watch on Tuesday nights, first off, I have to figure out if you're fucking joking or not. Which your tone, I can't half the time decipher if it's a joke. And then I don't know if you have this shit in the chamber or if this is off the cuff, bro. I don't know what's like more annoying is like trying to have a business text battle with John. John's the kind of guy that I just don't even want to text him. Like I just want to go right to the phone call. Because I don't know what tone he's texting in, and I don't know if he's serious or he's not serious. Like, I'm telling you, I'm not even joking. When my phone dings and it's like Drew Breezy or somebody like that, I'm like, this is either going to be something that somebody needs for the podcast or John is no longer with us. Either yeah. way, <laughs> I'm prepared to deal with it. Well, the not knowing where I'm coming from, too, has really made it hard to reach out to Eric for help. Because he's, you know, I always just say, Eric, I've got to talk about this. It's eating me alive. And he just texts back, LOL. I get nothing. <laughs> He'd be like, yo, before you do it, can you just handle this one thing real quick? Make sure it's done. Yo, uh, <laughs> you know, Eric, you know, you want to know if he's joking or not. He told me last December that if I kill myself, that I need to call him first so that he can listen to it. So. Well, you know, I, I hear all those dispatcher stories, like every dispatcher in their first year listens to somebody kill themselves on the phone. And um, that's one thing I, that's, that's one PTSD box I haven't checked. You yeah. know, I've checked a lot of the other boxes. I haven't checked that one. Dude. So Eric, I'm kind you of surprised be... you haven't heard someone kill themselves on the phone. You call a lot of people. So I, I figure it's got to happen eventually. <laughs> Dude, that's got to be the new, uh, the new opener, John, if you do it, call 911. And then the recording of that and the revolver gunshot will be, and it'll be like three, two, one. Welcome back, you know. <laughs> Welcome back. Can you believe it? I shot myself in the head, and all I got out of it was being blind. <laughs> Listen, uh, which brings me to my next point: don't kill yourselves if you uh, if yeah, you got a problem. Do that. Um, yeah. Don't kill yourselves and don't call me about it because don't obviously. I am not prepared to to get you through that, but there are people who are. Matter of fact, I'm working right now with Heather Redden. She's been in our chats. I didn't know this, um, and I got to find some more details. I just haven't had the time to call her. 
but there is a civilian they go they they go to like nationwide training like they went to training in texas but they are like 24 hour retired cops that will answer the phone they don't ask you like who your name is or where you're at or anything like that and you can talk to them about suicide or whatever but it was like a band of retired cops that were like dude it's bullshit that cops can't go and talk to anybody without fear of getting fired or losing their jobs so I guess there's like this super secret squirrel, um, 24 hour a day, like they're on rotations or shifts, but they're all retired cops all around the country. So it was a program that was started in Canada, which I think is, I, th- I think I'm right on that. I think they said it was, it was started in Canada, but I thought Canada was like pro killing yourself. If you pay yeah, money. That's, that's uh, the ultimate Obamacare up there. They, they sell it down here like it's definitely a good thing. You know, we cover all these single moms, but eventually Obamacare is just like, yeah, I've got a I've got a fractured hip. And I'm like, well, we can put you on a 18 month waiting list for this nice uh, plastic hip or I could just go ahead and euthanize you. You know, and, uh, the, the euthanasia line is shorter. You know, we yeah, get through that one pretty quick. So don't, we don't put be selfish you to your family <laughs> or or your people either. Yeah, they they, you know. Yeah, your friends, your friends and family deserve better. Nobody wants to sit and watch you rot away and change your fucking diapers. Come on, go out with uh, like what? Remember the what was it? Uh, Last Samurai, where they uh, they stab themselves and you cut their heads off. Harry Carey, is that what that's called? Seppuku. Yeah, yeah, they stab themselves in the gut. Have you not seen Last Samurai, Tyler? Oh, it's a good movie. I very good movie. I thought. Did you see it, John? Uh, I did, and uh, I once, uh, one time on a call, I forgot to send an ambulance, and I told my boss that just to restore honor to the agency, I had to kill myself, and he said I couldn't do it because I was on the schedule for the next week, so. <laughs> it's always a schedule conflict with you. <laughs> I know. I, I never have time to kill myself. I'm so busy. I don't even have time. <laughs> like, if I went on vacation, if I ever took the time off, like. That's the end of me because I would finally have time to catch up on all my pressing business. <laughs> well, listen, uh, you guys might be getting these little childhood fantasies uh, that come true. <clears> the <throat> Dwight D. Eisenhower strike group has moved through the Atlantic and on their way to Israel. This is the second carrier strike group to get involved in this mess, which uh, brings us to I mean, I don't know how much people trust Tucker Carlson or not. Um, or if they trust Elon Musk or not, but Tucker Carlson and Elon Musk not together, but separately at the same time have had their own little Tanstradamus predictions that uh, World War III is now imminent and that Israel will get involved. I find this interesting only because when I was doing my Tanstradamus predictions, and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag on how I do that, how I foresee into the future and the orbs that I talk to and um, and the, the sorcery stones that I hold on to. But Tucker Carlson did have a Tanshadamas prediction that we would be at war with Russia within a year after Biden being in office. And he was pretty fucking, he was pretty fucking close. Nobody's got anything on that. That's good. Wait, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, You're saying that you called that. Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is, um, no, I'm just saying that um, I have Tanshadamas predictions and they come true and you should always, come to me to to hear your future and your fortune but tucker carlson is somebody who i look up to who has the same gift and abilities that i do yeah yeah he said so. he doesn't he made it very clear that he's on x but he doesn't work for elon and i like, it's like you said they have some kind of agreement or contract where 
X is his platform. Right. Well, I, I mean, Elon put it out and I, I read that from a Forbes article and then the newsletter 90 Newsweek 90, the newsletter bulletin of the week was Tucker Carlson's uh, talking about how World War Three is imminent. I don't know. I mean, I definitely feel like war is in the air as a I mean, how do you feel as a street cop? I mean, do, do you feel it out on the streets? Well, is I've it always said, you at all. No, I could give, you know, fucking, I'm, I'm like John, man. I died a long time ago. Now I'm just waiting for it. Now I'm just living my life. But like w- America is always going to sharpen its spear. We always have to at least fight in proxy wars. Look at the nineties when we didn't go to war at all. And look how fucking fucked up we got in OIF and OEF. I don't, I don't think that they'll ever let that happen again. On top of that, you know, the war machine is always full of money. So again, I, I I think we'll at least enter another proxy war soon, but World War Three. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's most of it's all a distraction from our our toppling economy and then our, our open borders, our massive open borders. Which, by the way, I mean, being that you're a cop near in Florida, I mean, do you guys feel the effects of uh, the open borders down there? Uh, I, yeah, I'd imagine so. I mean, Orlando is, you know, there. It's um. How do you put this? There's entire streets of illegal Mexicans. And, you know, it's not, and you know, it's not that they're any worse than anybody else. It's just they all stay together. And if you get a call right. to one of these apartment complexes, you know that everybody's illegal. Um, the, the, the liberal left side of policing wants you to ensure them that their status as an illegal alien will have nothing to do with their police services that they'll be getting for that day, which is true. You know, I'm a cop. I'm here to help. I'm not. My job ain't to. Well, the cool thing about the Mexican community is when they do call the police, they're pretty much all in on who the asshole is. So when you get there, everybody's got their story straight and they want that guy fucking out of there and deported anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as a community, they. it's not like when you go into the inner city, like into the ghetto, into the hood where it's like nobody saw nothing. Ain't yeah. nobody saying nothing. Yeah. I ain't call you. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. Like it's right here. I ain't called the police. Fuck the police. I'm like, no, like six of you guys called. I ain't seen nothing. Nah, he good, man. He good. You know, you go to the Mexican community and they're like kind of quiet and they're like, you're like, is that is that the guy that you guys called about? Yes. Yes. Does he need yes. to go to jail? Yes. Yes. Do you have, did he hit that woman? Drogas. Yes. Drogas. Oh, yes. Pistolas. No. No, Drugs? do you use heroin? No, you sell it. Yes, just sell it. Yes, um, but yeah, I always like going in the Mexican community because it's like they, you know, because we had the same thing set up here where it's just it's one apartment complex. It's just all Mexicans. But it, when you did get a call there, they were all like, "Yeah, that's and it's him. always a gla- it's always a glass bottle to the face and a lot of blood." And oh, one guy, dude, so much blood all the time, and like. It's like, like misty blood because they've been shredded with the broken glass. And they're uh and they're not only is there a language barrier, they're all highly inebriated and they can barely get sentences out and they can't do statements. Victims can't tell you what happened because they're fucking hammered drunk. You're like, did uh did 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 he stab did he stab her? Did who stabbed who? Cervezas, yes, 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 cervezas. You're like, and then, you, no. and then you'll turn around, and the seven people that were there are gone because they went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we, what I really like is the cowboy boots. 
I'm a big boots guy. I don't own any cowboy boots, but I love looking at another man's cowboy boots. I mean, call me gay if you will, but there's just something about a man in cowboy boots. I just want to stare at his boots. Is that gay? Probably. Yeah, but uh, Mexicans probably. have the best cowboy boots. Um, they're the best cowboy boots. Uh, we got a super fog thing that happened. I don't know what's going on with the whole super fog thing. Um, by the way, guys, uh, the reason why we're kind of loosey goosey and we don't have dead leg here and it's not as newsy as usual is because dead leg media who does all of our news research and writes the script for this show. He's in Florida getting ready for our big throwdown meetup, um, uh, which anti-hero is going to be there. Um, dude, we're going to do a lot down there. That live show. Are you pumped about that live show? Or are you nervous about it? Well, when are we like ethically supposed to start drinking? I will probably crack my first beer when the last microphone cable is actually plugged in. Um, I know that Elijah, the underpaid producer, is flying in. I know Deadlegs flying in, and I'm they're going to be like super squared away with it, which is great because when I work for Drinking Bros, bro, like one awesome company, love the Drinking Bros, but like that's their name and their brand is Drinking Bros, and I was always kind of like the guy. It's like. Uh, I don't know how to set up the mixer, but I'm sure that that dude over there just took like three shots and ran like six lines of blow. So who's setting up the mixer? Um, I don't think we're going to have that kind of thing going on here. I'm just kidding. They didn't do that crazy. drugs, But I mean, you know, they, they were wild. It was crazy. It was a lot of fun. So I'm excited to actually go to a meetup where there's two producers that will pretty much have things kind of locked down. So I'm going to pop a pop a beer, pop a beer pretty early. Is that Papa what you're? Hey, that'll be that'll be your nickname, Papa Beer. Papa Beer. Papa Beer. Probably be popping a beer pretty early, and then um, and somehow we got a carpool over to the meet and greet. But um, I know there's going to be a lot of people at this thing, and we're going to be on the stage. So get ready got, for that. I got, I got, I got, I got one DD. How many, uh, how many cars do you think we'll need? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. There'll be a lot of first responders there, like probably over a hundred. I would imagine probably closer to 150 first responders in the crowd. I'm sure that I'll be able to find a ride with somebody. Uh, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who's the least drunk person here? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you is a drunk state trooper? Because I know we're not going to get in any trouble. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that'll be a good meetup. And it'll be really fun. Uh, but we got the the super folk things going on right now, too. Listen, um, by the way, with the World War III thing, there's been a whole bunch of drone attacks, I guess, going on in Syria. That isn't anything new. I know that we've seen this in the news. I, a lot of cops have, like, reached out to me, like, and I've seen a lot of TikTok videos. Oh, it's going down. World War III is definitely happening. There's drone sites in Syria. Listen, my business partner has been going back and forth to Syria for, like, the last, like, 10 years and i'm sure brent your partner uh first responder coffee company i bet you he's got at least six tours in syria we've been oh, yeah. fighting in syria for a hot minute so do you think do you think syria is just for our interests or do you think syria is actually a really uh syria is a, a place that needs to be uh tackled for the safety of the world what do you think um well i think all of that i think all the area over there i mean i think afghanistan was definitely probably the most strategic spot on the planet earth. And you had access, you know, you had quicker access to all of the middle East, Iraq, Syria, Egypt and everything. But like, as far as like stability goes, Afghanistan is a great fortified place for America to be. And, um, 
and I think we should have stayed in Afghanistan. There was a stability of the region. We hadn't lost anybody in like two years. Um, the last two years that we were there, and I think we only had like a couple thousand troops there anyway. But I mean, Afghanistan's impenetrable. But Syria, I think, is one of those places that you have to keep your thumb over them. It's like you can let your three-year-old or your two-year-old play in their room by themselves, but you have to keep opening the door every five minutes because if you don't, at some point, they're going to be sticking something in the light socket or, you know, trying to crawl out a window. I think that's what we do with Syria. I think we just kind of like keep popping the door open to make sure that they're not fucking around because they have access to the rest of the Middle East as well. So, and I think everybody wants Syria, not just us, like Lebanon. Like, I think a lot of people strategically want to be involved with Syria. So, and, and, and you have all the warlords like Hamas and uh, Hezbollah. Hezbollah is huge um, in Syria. So I don't know, but I, I, I'm not really buying the fact that this whole Syria thing is the end of the world. We've been having drones attacks over there. I am a little bit nervous because Tucker and, and Elon both warn of World War three. And I, and I, think that elon musk probably doesn't have terrible intentions like what are, what would be his intent of saying that we're closer to world war three what's in it for him i think he's just a weird dude that gives us free information well we did just launch the first world's electric battleship so i mean it could be that i don't know <laughs> again i don't okay, know never mind. Getting. is that real <laughs> no okay uh the real no, thing, like the real thing it. that's uh, <laughs> the first Tesla the... carrier. Yes. Well, I mean, actually, it's the catapult is electromagnetic now, but I don't think Tesla makes those. The real, the real problem in the Middle East is uh, reinstating the Obama's nuclear deal with Iran. We're giving them a certain amount of fissile material that they say they want to use to make nuclear power plants with, which we are, we hate so much in this country that we shut them down and. Uh, you know, Texas is freezing and things like that because we're making them resort to wind power and, and California has no power at all. But uh, when <laughs> Iran says, you know, we want nuclear energy to bring our country into the 21st century, we'll say, well, yeah, we're all about it. Never mind that they're refining that uranium to be weapons grade and uh, they can use that to make nuclear weapons with. You take a country like Iran, they're a true rogue nation. They they truly don't care. They uh they they don't value lives in the West. If they get if they get nuclear weapons, particularly look at you know Israel. Like Iran does not love Israel, uh, and, and if they're a full blown nation with nuclear powers, I mean, it's not only going to change the way that we do war in the in the Middle East because we're dealing with a nuclear power, but all of a sudden Iran, this really bad fucking country. I mean, they can get on the UN Security Council. They can do all these things because they have nuclear weapons. And uh, the Obama regime and by by continuation biden they're just a bunch of fucking chumps and and we give them all kinds of money and all this and they use it to fund hamas and everything's our fault pretty much because we we don't have a cohesive strategy for dealing with the middle east because every four years or every eight years it changes and uh these these liberals still you know be, it plays directly into their their benefit but they still have this idea that they can uh they can appease people that if you just give people, you know, this, if you just send, uh, you know, uh, food to North Korea, it's not going to go to the despots in charge. It's going to go to the, the people or whatever. They, they seem to think that other countries think like they do and they don't realize that power in uh, Iran and power in North Korea are above all else. And uh, they think they can placate them and they're fools and they're going to get us all killed. And I think uh, 
like we're kind of baiting them into do that. Like Secretary of State Blinken mentioned the other day that uh, if Iran keeps doing these proxy attacks and any of these proxy attacks on Israel resort and American soldiers being fired upon or anything, that we're going to retaliate and we're going to defend our security swiftly and decisively was his quote, was Blinken's quote on there. Um, which is kind of like, I feel like we're putting all those carriers and we're putting those 2000, uh, the Mew, the Marine Expeditionary Unit guys all in place. And it's like when you surround, when you surround it, like these rockets, I don't know if you've ever been like involved in a rocket attack. I was literally one night on an observation post with another dude. We were there for 12 hours. We ended up being there for uh, just about 24 hours. But one night we uh, were taking several rockets and um, it was, it was extremely scary. And we were calling on the radio. We were like, yo, I don't know who knows that we're here, but they're like rocketing us. And then they're, what they came back was what they came back with was, no, they're not rocketing you. They're rocketing the U S embassy and they're just overshooting it. And the rockets are landing out where you're at. And I was like, Whoa, like either way, somebody come get us. And they're like, it's just safer that you guys stay right where you're at and stay low. And calm down. So, you're, you're just, you're just in the backstop for the bombs. It's, it's yeah, not you. Don't worry. It's not you like this. It's not personal. Well, it's did, not you guys, you. did you guys notice, um, I mean, being in the first responder world in the last, like, what, 10, 15 years of our lives and, the, you know, and then going on to a more perfect, like doing stuff like this, right? You know, you do have to worry about the perception of, you know, going viral because you said the wrong thing. But back, I mean, Eric, back in the military, do you remember, like, I and I only say this because my last episode where me and Brent talked on Antihero, me and Brent talked about the is Israel uh, pa or Palestine conflict. Right. Brent was saying things and I was going to create clips right for YouTube. Yeah, I, like, I, I can't post this. I just can't because it's truthful. It's factual. It's what everyone posted. Like, what was he saying? Because he was being factual about Muslims. And I, I just I, I saw the problem where if mm. I put mm. when Muslims like Islamophobia kind, kind of. Yes. Kind of deal? Yeah. What label? Because I mean, we were kid when we were kids in the military. What do you think? Uh, what do you think we should do with the Middle East? Uh, make it a giant parking lot for the rest of the world. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 But I mean, when you like go that. over there, when, when you're there and you see. Like when you take in kind of the culture and, and, and how they behaved, you have sheep, humans. And they're amazing people. And those are the ones that you, you see us with pictures, you know what I mean? But, but they're, oh, they're unbelievable sheep. They are so scared to do anything. They wear the right clothing. They say the right things. They do the right prayers because they live in fear and they've been doing it for hundreds of years. And those are the sheep. And then you have everybody else, which are the thugs and the rich people. And they're the ones that are controlling everything. So the, the photos that you see the troops with are these people who live in these outskirts and these villages who literally just survive to be their own person. A lot of them have never really ventured outside of their compound. Um, they don't have cars. You know, they, they have to take taxis to and from the cities. But in the cities where there's actual infrastructure, it's completely overran by radical Muslims who do not value life. You remember Aladdin, the movie, the Disney movie Aladdin? Remember the the song at the beginning of Aladdin, Street Rats, with the the street rats and all the kids running around, bro. They don't value their own children. Don't, like you know, when people are talking about the dead children in Hamas, I'm like, dude, I guarantee you that most of those kids don't even they don't even know who their mom and dad really are. Like they're just sent out to be street rats. They steal all day long. They run around all day long, and I don't know that they even know who owns them. 
Yeah. I just life life say, is, we're, is we're, like I, that. I've, sorry, Tyler. Uh, life is like that in other countries. We like to think that everyone is like us. And uh, I'm not, I don't want to dehumanize other places, but I was reading about the, the history of like North Korea. But you don't Korea. have to dehumanize them, but they will absolutely dehumanize yes. you. Yeah. But I, I, I'll make a point here. Like in North Korea, when we had soldiers over there, you know, I read a, the definitive history of the, the Korean War. And our soldiers were really put off by the fact that you would see a family traveling on a cart and all, all their stuff was yoked to an ox and they were pulling a cart and the soldiers would be like, you know, they've been displaced. It's so horrible. And then one of the kids would fall off and get run over by the cart. And the parents would be like, well, that's one less mouth to feed. And that was just, that was their fucking attitude. I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but like there are parts of the world where they don't value life. Like we do. It's simply true. Yeah. I mean, I remember one of the first things I ever saw when I landed in country in Afghanistan, the first thing I ever saw driving down the road was there was a woman pushing a wheelbarrow with a dead dude inside. And she had like the stoic look on her face. She wasn't sad. She wasn't angry, but she was just pushing a wheelbarrow on there. And like, nobody gave a fuck. I was like, yo, y'all, does nobody see this? Like, am I crazy? That's a dead body inside of a wheelbarrow. You know, with like the limbs like kind of dangling out of it. Nobody seems to care. Like nobody's even looking at it because they're so used to seeing that kind of thing that, you know, it, it's more or less like a dead dog on the side of the road. Speaking of which, when somebody dies on the side of the road, they got to be buried within 24 hours. They don't have driver's license. They don't have identification. So they somebody piles rocks on them on the side of the road and then puts a flag out. And it, and your dad just never comes home. Like he's just a pile of rocks on the side of some fucking cliff that nobody knows. Well, is that I mean, great? Was it like that in Iraq? I was going to ask you: Was that is, were you went only to Afghanistan, or did you go to both? No, I just went to Afghanistan. Yeah, Iraq was a. Uh, it, it's the same thing, you know. Um, if a car gets shot to shit or blown up or is used to blow something up, that car you'll run your routes, and you're like, that car is there going to be there forever? Like no one's coming to move. They don't have wrecker services in Baghdad post fucking invasion. You know, it's just it's weird. <laughs> They do the same thing with bodies, man. I remember like kids would come out. This I would do convoys, and kids would come out and they throw rocks at us. They're being mischievous. Oh, and the, yeah. They're not, you know, they're doing what the same thing as like what we would do, you know, to like prank somebody. But they kept hitting our gunners with rocks, and the gunners, well, I was one of them, and they were like, uh, we we told chain of command like this doesn't warrant, you know, oh, I'm trying to think of the word excessive force, but that's cop word. Um, lethal force but um they're hitting us with fucking rocks and uh and it hurts they, they loaded us with rubber uh bullets for the 12 gauge and <laughs> our our last truck gunner you hear boom like oh, that weird pump sound because it's not a yeah. bug shot and then we never we never had rocks on us again dude i um i, I we we actually went into to a village and and it was like just at the beginning of the winter and so it was just starting to snow and we ended up having like a little snowball fight with the kids it was, it was pretty cool and uh we ended up sleeping out there in that village and, and running ops at night out of that village and so we were all just kind of hanging out and um and so the next morning we're like kind of getting ready to go and giving out some candy and stuff and this kid there was some goats like way out and this guy this kid like tugged on my shirt and like pointed to the goat and this goat was like 100 meters away and he had one of those David and Goliath slings and he started slinging that rock around and he let that thing go and it hit the fucking goat in the ass. And that thing took off. It was the most, I was like, dude, if he did that while you're in a gun turret, it would kill you. Yeah. If he but slung one of those rocks, that's like, it would kill you. One thing I do want to say is I read all these comments 
and they're fucking hilarious. And I don't know how you guys do this because let's I know do Eric's it. Read a, some comments. Are there some funny Eric's, ones? Eric's a giant piece of shit. He ignores you. I don't. I read them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're Fuck pretty good ones. I, I just it's, go it's ahead. So read hard. them. If they're so it's, good, if they're so good, and you're paying so close attention, then read them. <laughs> I have to either listen to you talk or read them. And if you see me, if you see me crack a smile. It's because I'm reading the comments. Dude, I, because Deadleg's not here today, it's just me. Like, I'm all out of sorts. I'm not used to doing this much on a laptop. John, <laughs> you're part of the fucking show, dude. I don't know. I, you and I don't have a, a thing together. So I don't have, like, I can't look at you and be like, John, bring this up for me. I can tell Deadleg was, what to do. Deadleg's like my sub, and I'm the Dom. <laughs> Okay, I was about to offer my help, but now that you said yeah, that, I'm not I know, right? Help you. John, John goes to offer you help, and you decline in the most fucking assholeish way. <laughs> who wants to be my dom today? I mean, who wants to be my sub today? Um, actually, we just had a debate about like subs are dominant. Is like somebody that was like a trend, trending thing on Twitter, like people trying to say like the real dominant person in a relationship is the person who is the sub. That was like not a fucking chance. Um, subs be hey, are bitches. We ever going? Are we ever going back to the fog? Because I don't even know what that is. I never heard of that. Yeah, we'll get to it. What are the funny quotes? You know, you had something funny. We all stopped. What are the person? We all stopped for we're, you. We were talking about Brent, and somebody said, uh, "Oh, you can't believe that Brent dude because my buddy uh, Neil O. Rob said so, or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> A Rob O'Neill yeah. joke. Okay. And then right. somebody brought up the Gulf of Tonkin for Vietnam, and they're like, that sounds a lot like what's happening. And it fucking sucks because these people, like, they bring up such good points. And in order to have a good podcast for them to listen to, you can't stop and engage all these comments. So I just feel you like can. I've got a good one here, though. Michael Hendricks says he doesn't like Black Rival Coffee Company. If you're talking about the coffee company, uh, the casting company, then I'm cool with it. If If it's the casting company. Um, it's cool with it, but there's too much BS about Evan Hafer for my liking. Listen, um, I've worked uh, uh, in and around that whole community of all of those guys. Um, I've been on a phone call with Evan Hafer, uh, and, and privy to a, a phone call with Mike, the cop and Evan Hafer. I will tell you that, uh, if there's anybody that's more misunderstood than Evan, uh, listen, you can't fall for mainstream media trying to attack somebody who's doing something amazing. I mean, Evan Hafer, completely moved into the coffee world and into the mainstream coffee world. And everybody was at his throats and they did some crazy shit to slander his name. That wasn't true. They blew things out of proportion. The whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing got blown out of proportion. Um, and that was all mainstream media trying to play psyops with everybody. And it, it was incredible to me how many, like, do you know what Evan Hafer has done for first responders and for veterans and for second amendment people from all over the country? Like the, the amount of comedy, the effort, the shit that they've done without making a single dime and getting paid for it. Those dudes were the OG grinders. Like, listen, there's, there's very few. Was that companies. a coffee pun? It, well, yeah. It <laughs> there are very few companies who started out like they developed that way of branding where they're the ones that made funny videos. Nobody else was doing it at the time. They turned those funny videos into shirts. Nobody was doing that at the time. And then they took that whole brand, Article 15, turned it into a coffee company. And not only did they turn it into a coffee company, but they did it into a veteran, fully veteran funded and supported coffee company. And now they're like one of the largest coffee companies in the United States. So, I mean, you got to give the guys some slack and you got to be careful with the rumors that you that you hear about Evan, but um, you know, those guys did some very funny, silly things. I know that they were like, well, he paid money to the Hillary Clinton campaign. Oh, one, it wasn't really that much money. And two, he lost a fucking bet. 
like it was a comedic bet. It would be like yeah. me telling Tyler he's got to donate money to uh, the uh, the Foreign Legion, not the well, Foreign yeah, Legion. The, yeah, if you guys are are mad at Evan VFW. for having to to donate money to Hillary Clinton's campaign, I guess you really hate Lastro Lopez who has a Hillary Clinton tattoo <laughs> right. on his body. What are they? What are their guys that got Hillary Clinton's baby tattoo on his leg? Like a childhood photo of Hillary Clinton tattooed on his leg because that's what they do. They're funny and it's for comedy and it's to keep people. But listen, I, I, it's hard for me to hate on Evan, um, especially because <clears throat> that dude is poor, pulled in more directions. You know, a lot of these guys are like that, man, like Nick Palmashano. I'm working a lot with Nick Palmashano almost weekly at this point. And Nick Palmashano, I mean, dude, he's on a plane every other day. I'm starting to get to know Tim Kennedy's life a little bit better be, through Nick Palmashano. These dudes never stop working and it's to serve other people, but everybody wants to hang on just a few words that they say and shred them for it. I'm guilty. I didn't agree, but you know, I am guilty. Um, there has been things that Tim Kennedy has said in the past that I didn't agree with. I don't know that I publicly said them out loud on the show. Um, I, people took out of context what I said. There's a perfect example. People take what I say out of context all the time. Um, but man, these guys do so much, so much work behind the scenes just to bring value and entertainment. And they're constantly asking like, what kind of value does this bring people? I hear it all well, the time from Nick. Well, first, Eric, I need you to take a breath. That was about okay. four and a half minutes. Of okay. Black rifle coffee company. Simping. So <laughs> if you want to just easiest solution, easiest solution, yeah. if you're confused, just go to first responders, coffee company. Boom. There you go. Same yeah. cause, same, same great people, same great, you know, uh, the donations, everything. It's a little bit smaller, so you can kind of feel like it's your own, you know? But, you know, I, I know there is a lot of... And, and Brent getting with them helped clear the air for us, too, because, you know, Evan had a call with Brent and said the same things that you said when uh, he's like, we're misunderstood. Um, and then Brent, you know, ate crow and went live on Instagram and said, hey, I fucked up and listed every single thing that... The Kyle Rittenhouse thing, all Black yeah. Rifle said was... All they said was, hey, we're not going to get involved until it comes out, until the facts come out. And they said, because that's like that's like people um, getting it, like giving their opinion on a police shooting before they know the facts. Right. We, we don't like it when they do it. We're not going to do it. You know, that's all they said. And so, yeah, you're right. So so basically you took a stand like, let's wait for all the facts to come out and everything shit the bed when that happened. Uh, we may know how that goes around here. Yeah, we may have we may have said a few things. Um and Dustin Heatherland does need to be a guest. We've had Cody on here before, donut operator, been on, on Photoshop. But yeah, he's got to be on the new Flutter to stop for sure. And uh, you know, I'm in contact with uh Jared Taylor quite a bit, but that's mostly through my children's skateboarding careers. Um and sna uh, snake farm uh, uh the skateboard company that they got going on. They're actually doing a demo down here in Fayetteville. So we'll see what's going on with that. But yeah, first responder coffee company and first responder cigar company, which will be represented here at our meetup, right? You guys bringing some cigars and some coffee or no? Unfortunately, I don't know if Brent is coming. Um, Brent himself personally. Because he's out saving the world. I don't know what he's doing, bro. I haven't talked. He's I have his texts are going through green right now. I'm assuming uh it was gonna be um I'll just post this on our Patreon, right? He was like, hey, what I'm going to do is on our Patreon, I'm going to um, post where I'm at, right? You know, and I was like, damn, that's awesome. And then everybody on Patreon's like, where's Brent? And I'm like, hey, Brent, where are you? And there's no response. So 
Uh, last I heard, he was in Argentina. Uh, I don't know what he was doing there. <laughs> He's and trying he... to find Hitler. <laughs> he he found Hitler's brain. Good job. <laughs> and he had to pick between two contracts. Uh, and one was obviously you could probably, if you have a brain and you're listening to our conversation yeah, an, for an Israel contract. Like I, I know like two dudes had just left on a contract yeah. to go get some, some people out of Israel. And the other one is in a completely different place, has nothing to do with uh international conflict it has to do with local things. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know if Brent's going to be there. I don't think he's going to be there. Actually, right, I can well, pretty much tell you Brent's not going to be there. But yeah, but I mean, are you not? Are you not going to bring anything? Like you're not oh, going to bring, bring some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring you some it's shit. Just, it's just it's just hard with Brent, man. I like filming. Filming is even hard with Brent. You know, it's just I would be the first one to tell him. You know, his schedule is fucking off the chain. He runs a, you know, he's got people that work for him that keep the operations going while he's off saving the world like oh, Batman. Tell me, tell me how that goes. How his uh, coffee company. No. Well, being what is, so busy and having other people own run your shit. I have six oh. kids. <laughs> Man, I can't empathize with this guy at all. You and know? I have diabetes, and my blood sugar is always in the eight hundreds. You don't want to bury. You don't want to invest in somebody that's probably not going to be around for much longer. So, yeah, you know. yeah. Um, let's go on to your super fog thing before Bye, you guys. Everybody. Uh, I'll mention you in my note. <laughs> crucify me. <laughs> Uh, a Louisiana super fog. I, you know, what, what do we have? The what is the Arctic blast called, John? When we have like those Arctic blasts, we that's a flavor of that's blast, a flavor of Powerade. We call it uh, <laughs> that is. Uh, we also call it polar vortex. Too. Polar vortex, yeah. man. Like nobody had ever heard of polar vortex until like the Jesse Smollett thing came around, and then all of a sudden it's like polar vortex, polar vortex, climate uh, we, change. Polar we had, vortex. We had heard well, of it up new, here a new. few times. I, I had a few friends who fell in the cold. So yeah. yeah. Um, and now we have well, have you ever heard of super fog? Super uh, fog. This is the fog that turns people inside out, right? It turns the turns you gay. Oh shit. The super fog turns it. Dude, I can picture Jones. Eric being Eric in 10 or 15 years being the new Alex Jones. Just yeah. a shaved head. The super fog turned you gay. <laughs> Target <laughs> failure to stop just like shut down from every fucking network. <laughs> I swear to God, the super fogs run by the government. And when you get in the super fog, you start looking buttholes. It makes you fucking gay. <laughs> Louisiana super fog aggravated by marsh fires led to a pileup of 158 cars just west of New Orleans on Monday that killed seven people, injured at least 25. By the way, this is from uh, Re Utters. Is that? Reuters, Rudders, Reuters, everybody corrects me. Reuters. 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 I mean, it sounds. And a disease. Yeah, it sounds like a disease. Sounds like a a, a pill, you know, like a prescription. Ask your doctor about Reuters. Ask your doctor (laughs) about Reuters if you suffer from anal hemorrhaging. If you suffer from Reuters, ask your doctor about Reuters. That's good (laughs) advice. Uh, Injured 25 people and left a string of crumbled and charred vehicles on a bridge over a lake. Um. Marepas? I don't know. Uh, at least one vehicle went over the hedge and laid sideways in the water. Have you seen pictures of this thing? Do you have any pictures, John, that you can bring up of this thing? This uh, is I insane. If, I, if, you, if, if I'm your sub, I guess I'll go work on it. Yeah, why don't you be a good sub boy and oh, give me boy. a 
Get me some wrecking carnage. That's why I'm never on the show in the morning. I'll try to Google Louisiana super fog. Next time. I'm going to send you a picture of the color gray, and I'm going to post it. (laughs) Listen, next time you come in your show, I want you with a gimp mask, because that's what what Deadleg does for me. He shows up with a gag and ball, and he only takes it out when I tell him he can take it out. Pretty gross. He's a good sub. He's a good sub. Um, now here's my, my big question about this super fog one. What the fuck is a super fog? Uh, that's my first question. And I guess the answer to that is that it's fog mixed with fire smoke. I feel like we're in an unprecedented era of dealing with fire smoke. Where are all the fires coming from? And why is it like, why has this been the year of fire smoke? And I get it. There's a lot of conspiracy theory talk on TikTok about all of this stuff. It's now starting to get to me. Because I'm like, yeah, what is going on? Why are we so affected by fire smoke all around the United States right now? Didn't you say that it was like an all-woman's Canadian fire brigade that caused it? Well, that was the fire. Yeah, that was one fire. They put that They put that shit to rest real quick. But yeah, it was a lesbian, bisexual, <laughs> transgender um, Guys, firefighter conference. Fog. And I'm not kidding. I, I know it looks like regular fog. <laughs> No. This guy, oh, no, you can he, totally tell that super fog. Look at this look guy how complex that even, fog is. He, that ambulance is is going code three. It has to drive at maximum speed to even just move it all through this dense, dense super fog. You've heard people say fog is like soup. This literally is. Uh, it's choking people to death. Uh, Full on super fog. So the term super fog is described by fog enhanced by smoke from damp, smoldering organic material. According to weather services, it can lower the visibility less than 10 feet. Now, I know for a fact that this definition came out like this week, because when has there ever been smoke and fog mixed with smoldering wet organic material? Like they literally just made that up for this event. It sounds not particularly bad. It's like they need something to talk about, and I guess there's not a hurricane right now. <laughs> Super fog. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this image up since you picked like the dumbest image of all time to put up. Well, I'm looking for other myself. ones. Sorry. No, I've no, I've got it. I don't know how to do it. Um, but I'm about to I'm about to figure it out because I got a really good picture here. Um, uh, and it's and an add background. Is that where I go? Add background. I don't know. <laughs> nope. Fuck you, yeah. Eric. I'm yeah, looking I'm for other super fog. I'm pictures. gonna do it, dude. I've got the best one here, and it took me like five seconds. Okay. And... Well, I, I guess you're your own sub then. Nope. Never mind. Can't do it because I saved it as a web PG and not a uh, yep. PNG DMG. So okay, anyway, so um, I have I have a, I found a second one that kind of shows how bad it is. So just for comparison, this is the first one, right? God, that is so super fog, dude. Okay, and and here's how it looked one second later. Slightly <laughs> more foggy. It got even worse. So before and after, it's really bad, guys. That ambulance hasn't moved going code three, too. Man. No, no, Listen, it's very slow. Go to the carnage, the wreck. I don't need to see the All right, super I'll fog. The wreck. I'll get the but wreck. there's All a right. picture of the wreck where this truck is in the fucking river. And it's like, I got it. I got it. How did he get into the river? Here's the big takeaway from the super fog. It's not really about the super fog where the eight people who tragically lost their lives in this thing, which is crazy to me. That many people died in the super fog. Uh, Who takes that rec report? 
Probably the highway patrol. <laughs> and how, like, I mean, is that just your career? Is that like your career? Is that like your last call of the day for like the rest of your career? Uh, you mean because you're so busy, like writing reports after this, that your career? Well, I mean, I just... suck at doing record reports. And I don't know, like, listen, do, I, it's got to be the same for most of you guys, right? Don't you have to have like first incident, second incident, third incident? Like what leads to what? You know, I, first I, event, second event. How how do your record reports about, work? Oh yeah, that one I would quit my job if I had to do that. That's what I'm I saying. Like, look at this I, picture I, I and tell me who's got to write that. It would take your whole career to write that. Who's primary on this call? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody runs away. Everybody puts their thumb on their uh, finger on their nose. Hey, yeah, you just start passing out statements like whoever's alive. Can you just fill this out? Yeah, just like no fault, like contributing factors super fog but it's not one of the options so you you send the report up and they're like mm, sarge sarge uh, nope it fog. was not the contributing factor was not fog it was super fog you're gonna need to fix it and you're like yo there's no super fog and they're like well you need to figure that out call yeah. call the tech and get it added because this wasn't fog this was super fog and, and, uh, and talk to cool and, dude in the chat and of course every pd if it's super fog which means it's probably a federal thing, which means they can get FEMA money for their giant crash. And nice. we got to, we got to nice. put in a special code, you know, you know, so we can get money. We, like when yeah. we have hurricanes here Probably in Florida, code super fog. <laughs> when we have uh, hurricanes here in Florida, right. We'll prep, we'll go on full rotation where every cop works every day of the week. And it'll be like a mild tropical storm. And, Florida gets to reap or uh, that county gets to reap all the FEMA money. And they know that they know they can tell coming in a day and a half out, this is not going to be a hurricane, but they make us all come in and they play the whole thing. I think partially because they do want the practice of running the entire EOC doing yeah. everything, but, and that's fine to do those dry runs, but the, and nobody know, wants to be the guy that like you don't do it. And then the fucking thing ramps up overnight and becomes a super storm, you know, a polar vortex hurricane. And then they're like, well, why didn't you have anybody ready to go? Speaking of promo code smog for your accident um, while I'm doing this ad read really quick, John, um, the great smog of London, 1952 killed 4,000 people uh, coming from tactical dude in the chats, by the way, boo boo fuckface says he needs some Jameson in his coffee. Uh, you know, uh, I just I get, wanted to read that because I appreciate yeah. that. I think we all want a little JMO in the coffee this morning. Uh, brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Everything on the store right now, 50% off. That's five zero percent off across the board. Um, so if you're coming down to Jville, Florida, pillows, you want a pillow? 50% off. You want to take the cooling sheets with you and the bed topper so you don't have to lay on the uh, bed bug infested hotel, the hotel sheets, uh, 50% off. Right. So uh hint hint there. Um Tyler, I did get you guys a hotel, but I'm pretty sure right now like half of it's being renovated for bed bugs. So uh nice. I've, I've slept on worse, man. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm hooking you guys up. I'm no, you, you know what, up. dude? I was I'm really shocked. John, your ad reads are phenomenal. I mean, they're almost oh, better than Eric's. I don't uh, yeah. I I learned from him. I listened to him for a long time and I just kind of try to do it in that tansy style. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, you do Tansy style, you just do it better. Yeah. 50% off cross the web promo code Wolfpack. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. We also got officerprivacy.com. Uh that's that's uh Tyler's favorite company because um Tyler's been saving up his money for for officer privacy. Uh Tyler's the kind of guy though that will not have officer privacy. And I'm I'm guarantee you Tyler's gonna smoke somebody and then he's gonna be like, This is fucking bullshit. Everybody's coming to my house to protest, can't go to the fucking gym. 
Can't go to my podcast studio. I'm so famous now. I wish I would have had all of your privacy.com. I wish I wouldn't have been so cool. I wish, wish I, I had listened those, to John. I wish I would have left those sleeves <laughs> on my shirt and got officerprivacy.com. Wish I had taken off my sunglasses before I fucking shot that guy. That's why, man. No one knows who I am. <laughs> yeah, but they know who you are with the sunglasses. If you would have shot him yeah. without the sunglasses, they wouldn't. nobody would recognize you once you put the sunglasses on. You're like Clark Kent. That's true. Nobody knows who Clark Kent is once he has his fucking sunglasses, uh, his uh, bifocals on. I shot the wrong person because I was wearing sunglasses. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sponsored <laughs> by Ray-Ban. <laughs> but head over to ulcerprivacy.com forward slash Wolfpack. And then I guess we got Manscaped back for the holiday season with the new Manscaped 5.0. So get ready for those ad reads coming through the holiday weekend. But uh, promo code Wolfpack still still good whether we do a full ad read because I don't think they have a full ad read for today's show. But uh, I have you can question. still use our promo code over at Manscaped. What? What is the is difference? A- how, how do you man? How do you go to? How do they change a ball trimmer to where it's like? 5. Well, 9. they the the original Manscaped ball trimmer was not water resistant, so you couldn't use it in the shower. Mm-hmm. And then they upgraded, and then they upgraded again when they got the anti nicking technology squared away. You know those things that they cut your cast off your arm, where it doesn't like it's like a saw, but the saw won't cut your skin. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty terrifying. Um, but now they have that and then they added the light and, and now it's water resist. You can like shave your nuts in the shower with the light. Um, in case also, you're out of power during a hurricane, but you got to shave your nutsack. You got to shave your balls. The, the well, I mean, what do you want to do? Plug in your fucking nut ball shaver and well, then have it into the shower with you. <laughs> like it seems the, the latest dangerous. one, the latest one, you turn it on, you let it go a whole round. It will actually map your testicles. And then in the future, <laughs> you can use your, you can use the app to select the areas you want to shave. You turn it on, you set it, forgive it. And it goes back to its, <laughs> its charging dock when it's done. It's amazing. Guys, we have the technology. The only downside is, is that because next to your Wi-Fi, the Chinese may be having a map of your ball. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Wolfpack uh, and get you a discount on your ball shaver. All right, what is going on with this fucking? Before we get out of here, we got like five minutes left. Of this shenanigans. What the fuck is going on with this great smog of London? It's better be worth it, Tactical Dude. I swear to God, if we do all this research in this. Great smog killed like four people, not four thousand. Never, never gonna read your messages. There you go. It looks just like our super fog, except it's slightly more British. <laughs> it's got it's got a thicker accent. That guy's got a real British hat. That's how you could tell it's not in uh, New Orleans. Other than that, it's pretty much the same. Pretty same fog. Is it true that four thousand people died in this super fog? I, I've I've heard of it before. I'm pretty sure that a lot of people died. But I, do you want to do late breaking news from 1952 or like? Yeah. What is this show? <laughs> yeah, I gotta know. I mean, four thousand people seems like a holy what, shit. What, the Great you... Smog, which blanketed the British capital for five days in 1952, is estimated by some experts to have killed more than twelve thousand people and hospitalized one hundred and fifty thousand animal. Oh, one hundred fifty thousand people and a thousand animals also died. What was it? Nice. Mystery of London fog that killed twelve thousand. Was it the weather machine like going nuts? I have no idea. Well, have I mean, you ever heard of this? You should you should do it on TSI probably. You've never. I've never heard of this. How have we never heard of the London fog that killed twelve thousand people? That's pretty nuts. Hang on. This is a uh, USA Today. The decades-old mystery of what caused a killer fog that claimed the lives of thousands of people 
here appear to have been solved by a team of international scientists. Thank God. The great smog, which blanketed the British capital for five days in December. You know, we already read that 150,000 animals, 150,000 animals died. No, how does smog kill animals during a cold snap on December 5th? Guys, this particles. Is, this is the Chicago bears playing on a very foggy day. <laughs> So holy fuck, it's endless, guys. It's Look a, at how foggy it is. How many people died in the Chicago Bears? I don't know. Super foggy. They're playing the Eagles, though, so hope, hopefully nobody survived. <laughs> so I guess during this cold snap, sulfur particles mixed with fumes from burning coal made a yellow fog. It smelled like rotten eggs. Uh, some Londoners reported that they were unable to even see their feet. Transportation was canceled with the exception of the London Underground. Birds flew into buildings and robberies increased as thieves were able to make an easy getaway. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Hmm. Jeez. Well, I never know that. Well, okay. You're redeemed there, uh, tactical dude. You're redeemed. Very that was proggy. a cool fact that I really wanted to know on a day like today. Um, I guess this is the this is it. Cause I mean, are you what time are you leaving in the morning? His Why are you muted? He's here. I'll unmute him. Go ahead. Somebody should unmute him. I'm I don't know how to, to unmute him. Why is he? Tyler, use, his... Using hand signals in semaphore indicate what time you will be going in the morning. It's, unmute it's in yourself. The... You're muted your own fucking camera. You have, you have to mute your own, unmute your own self. You're still muted. I think he's going to go at nine. Tyler, nod your head if you're going at nine. Oh, shit, there it is. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Have you ever podcasted bro, before, bro? I fucking... I'm my, I set up so fucking quick to do this that I forgot to hook up my wire and then I moved my hand and I unplugged my mic. Um, What time are you uh, getting in tomorrow? I was thinking like one. That's what time I'm getting in. Uh, I'm going to try to be there up. by one. I got to set um, up the refracted wolf setup. We got three new designs that I want to I want to put out. So, Are you going to sell some shirts there? Hell yeah, man. That's my, that's my yeah, main mamma man. That's your main mamma jamma? Yeah. Is that one of your shirts that you're wearing? Yeah, it's a nice. It's a Reaper shirt. A Reaper shirt. Well, I'm gonna get a shirt while I'm there. I encourage all the other people that are going down there to uh, to get it there. We miss we miss Deadleg uh, immensely, but um, Deadleg is doing the Lord's work down there in Jacksonville, Florida, for us. So we appreciate it. Uh, Tyler, John, thanks for joining me on this shit show today. Um, now I get to go pack for the rest of the day. My kids are doing an interview with Guar. You guys ever heard of the band Guar? Yes. Yeah. Very, well, very intense. They're like uh they're like a satanic blue man group. You know what? You're the second person that said they're satanic. I did a lot of research because I was I I, I don't want my 10-year-old to be you know, I'm not selling my 10-year-old soul to Guar or to Satan, but Guar is more of an alien thing than a Satan yeah, thing. Are. Am I wrong? I well, think, yeah. aliens are created by Satan because God created the earth and put men on it and then obviously all the side projects are work of the devil. So Okay. That pretty okay. much solves that. Tyler, do you agree? Yeah, that's actually, it's not a lie. That's actually factual. <laughs> so Gore is Satan. And now yeah. you're going to expose your children to Satan. Yeah. Um, and oh, then they were like. I sold my kid's soul to the Satan again. They were like, are Damn your it. kids going to stay for the show? And I'm like, I don't know. But I guess there's a new Gore skate deck out by Volatile Skateboards and Volatile Merch Company. And uh, Volatile Skateboards uh, sponsor my kids. And so they're going to release this new Guar deck tonight um, in front of Guar. And my sons are going to try to, 
I guess my sons are like doing an interview or like some kind of a, I don't know, Instagrammy skit or something like that. Guar is going to eat them or something. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with it. Uh, hopefully it doesn't scar my children for life. And then, uh, my kids end up, you know, dark and soulless like John up here, uh, where I'm just always on the edge of my seat on what they're going to do next. So John, if you're still alive by when we get back, um, you know, look forward to seeing you on I tell you Thursday what, night. My therapist, I make no promises. <laughs> I never see you again. Who knows? We're going to really just don't do it. Don't do it's, it this week because nobody can cover for you on last call. I mean, on old, uh, it's the on only concert. way to make people happy to see me is if they constantly think that the la- that every time they see me is the last time. It's the <laughs> only way I can make anyone ever happy to see my face again. Because <laughs> it's always like, oh, I thought you were dead or about to die, but you know, I'm still here. So yeah. we it's should, like Britney should... Spears. Like every time, I feel like I have to watch every reel because it could be your last. Do yeah. Do you think it'd be um, unsensitive if we actually did a pool? For when John takes his own life. Oh, you guys have you're in a long line on that one. Good luck. Well, I mean, I, I feel like it's gonna come like a thief in the night. I think but it'll be like you'll have some like that's your day that you picked. We can get everybody involved, everybody that listens to it. We can get and everybody can pick a day of the year, right? And John, that, here here's the problem with the that, Tyler, is that I'm also such a bad driver that I, I'm texting and driving at like 95 miles an hour. Uh, there's also, I mean, is that a suicide that I'm just so bad at driving? Cause like I have been in like, I've been in a car accident this year. I mean, I'm so sure that COVID, kind of COVID's claimed a car accident life. So we can just change your death status to suicide. Okay. Well, hey, I'm, worried um, that, I'm worried if you change it, that they'll change it to a COVID death. So I mean, somebody in the chats started talking about X cops, the band, uh, it's a three piece band. What's, uh, like, why are they X cops? Are they X cops or are they like anti-cop or like what is x-cops you're the chris, band guy fucking anti-hero. do you know chris I, X-Cops, I mean according to wikipedia since our band guy anti-hero podcast mr fucking rock and roll doesn't fucking know x-cops is a side project composed of members from the heavy metal band guar and their extended family of musicians each member of x-cops performed in a police uniform and had their own character they released the album you have the right to remain silent on Metal Blade uh, Records in 1995, the uh, album included a cover of Deep Purple's Highway. You know about this? No, but I get, I get what they're saying is that they would perform as cops. They're right. Not really, they weren't really cops. Right. Ex-cops opened for Gore uh, in 94, essentially opening themselves as every musician in Gore either played an instrument or, oh, so Gore opened for themselves just in a different costume? That's Dude, amazing. I'm telling you what, that band, like the more I research on Guar, like they are really like, I mean, they're really into like the whole artistic. They create their own uniforms, write their own scripts, make their own comic books. Well, I mean, the their their lead singer cool. that was their singer for decades just recently died. Oh, did, yo, that's why they got the new guy. Yeah. So Otis Arungus was the one that died. I I don't know. Did that just happen during the podcast? Is that why you didn't mention in the beginning when we were talking about all those others? Is it late breaking news? Another another singer has has killed himself. <laughs> Guys, did you hear about the singer of Guar? Last call. All the breaking news from 1952 to present. Um, but anyway, yeah, I guess Chris. I mean, I don't know how much time we're gonna have with him. Like, it's pretty unorganized at this point. Um, I, I originally thought it was supposed to be a podcast with my kids. By the way, go follow them, Gromit Vomit Podcast. They just had a. They just had a, uh, They were 
JB2, the counterpart of my son, was down in uh, Tampa Pro, and they had Bam Margera on and a bunch of other people on, so it was pretty pretty cool. But this was supposed to be a podcast with the kids, but I maybe Guar doesn't know what a podcast is because like the show starts at six, and they're like, "Yeah, we got an interview for you guys at six back in the in the dressing rooms." So I'm like, "Okay, well, it, so I'm well, guessing it's no, not going to no, be a podcast." No, 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 I'll tell you, no, no, no. So what happens is the show starts at six, right? But that's not going to be don't, Guar, right. and. And those guys are so seasoned, and I'm just telling you, this is how musicians work. Yeah, when tell headliners me. go on, they'll 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 interview up until ten minutes before the lights shut off. Oh yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't need like two hours to prep. No. So do I need to? Do should it. I bring like any podcast equipment, or should I just do it on video camera? You should probably bring them like a basket of muffins or some fried chicken or something, or a severed head, or a severed head. I, mean, I never know if you guys are serious or kidding. Don't don't no. come empty-handed, Eric. Now I'm nervous. Like uh, this is behind the I'll scenes, but uh, children. do I should I bring the podcast stuff and do a podcast, or should I just I do would. like an Instagram reel? No, you should. You sh if you're gonna meet Guar, you should go all in. The worst case scenario, they're like, oh yeah, we're not doing that. You leave your podcast stuff there, and then you do Instagram or whatever. But you should go all in. You should bring all your stuff. Okay. Set it up. Be a pain. You know, have 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 the have the roadies like carry your shit around. You could scream at them. They're used. No to roadies. It. Well, I mean, the cool thing is my shit will be all be packed because of the trip for tomorrow. So I will I'll have everything packed up. But uh, that is going to be weird bringing all that uh, gear and equipment in. Um. All right. Well, I'm gonna see what I can do. Uh, get it lined up. I guess. Hell yeah. I'll I'll be here. I'll maybe I'll see you. And maybe I won't. Maybe you won't. Maybe is you that won't. it? Is this the last one, John? I don't know. I've been drinking Dayquil this entire time, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, guys. Tyler from Anti Hero Podcast. John from Night Shift, uh, True Crime Tuesdays, and Com Center, and what what else do you do? Make all of our reels, do all of the creative shit. Comedian, whole nine yards. Until yes. next time, guys. We'll see y'all. Comes up, Gideon. Yeah.